Hi, I'm Mike Marino, and this is a brand new episode of Live from My Mother's Basement. And there it is. Whoa. And all of a sudden, we're living. They call it live. I just made that up. I don't even know if that's funny. We're living live uh, in your mother's basement. Right. Well, technically, I wish we were in the basement. We're in my studio here in North Hollywood, California. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen, or good morning, or good afternoon, wherever it is that you're watching this program in the world. Welcome to another episode of Live from My Mother's Basement with someone I've been begging for, what, a year now to come down to the basement or to the studio yeah. to do the podcast. This is Paul. Now, I always say your last name wrong. You know what? This I is call a, it Costabile. See, this is an Italian thing I'm getting really stubborn about. It's Costabile. Costabile. But growing up, no one said it that way. But now that I'm on stage and I want strangers to say it, I'm making them say it Italian. Costabile. Yeah, make my last name Italian again. Say it right. As you know what I mean? <laughs> bangs the table and shakes the camera. Come on. Be careful. Um, Costabile. Yeah. I was calling it Costabile. Is that yeah. what most people That's say? That's what, growing up, it was that. And I learned Italian, actually. I lived there abroad. Oh, no Started kidding. speaking the language, and I was like, wait a second. Because if you say my last name in Italy, everyone says it back properly, you know? Oh, no shit. Yeah, so here is okay, where it Italians, got... Italians, baby, they know what's right. They know, right. like, oh, Costabile, si, facciamo così. But here they go, you know, Costabile, we're at your table for two. <laughs> now we're in the South for some reason. But yeah, so I'm trying to, I'm trying to bring it back, man. I, I'm insecure about it, though, doing showbiz, like... Because when you get introduced, people get it wrong. So, like, you know, Jamie Foxx is a stage name. you got so many great comedians who are stage names. And then I see someone like you, and I go, i got to be authentic. i got to be my real oh, name. wow. I'm inspired by the Marino essence. Marino, you know? That's my stage name. <laughs> <laughs> my real name is uh, Jones. Jones. <laughs> I changed it to Mike Marino. Mike, Mike Jones, that's good. <laughs> I like that. Um, let's rewind. Let's take it from the day you were born and how mm. you brought you all the way up to this uh, big, big event that we're going to, well, I don't know if you guys are going to do this and see it on time, but we're going to be doing a big show together in New York City, so maybe we'll do a follow-up interview on how totally. it went. Totally. So, born in Jersey, right? Yeah, born and raised in Jersey, you know. I, Where? I, I'm a Jersey City guy. I'm from Hillsdale, right now by Paramus up north, not far from okay. Jersey City. But my family's roots are actually near there. They're Fort Lee, Dumont, Englewood Cliffs, all these kind of North Jersey city-adjacent towns. But going back to... The family from Italy came from Naples to the Bronx, and then that family went over to, to uh, Waldwick, New Jersey, and then my other family was from Brooklyn. So Brooklyn and Bronx roots, which I always rep with New Yorkers, you know? You got to feel like, oh, yo, I got the New York roots, even though I didn't grow up there. But then I lived in New York for 10 years. So I'm like Jersey, New I got both. I got both the flavors. Well, they're great flavors because, yeah. you know, I didn't really realize I had an accent until I moved to Los Angeles, California, and everybody's like, oh, man, you must be from New York. I'm like, no, I'm not. I'm actually from 20 miles out, but I think we do sound the same. However, people in the outer boroughs, New York, um, uh, Brooklyn, Staten Island, Queens, they do sound different. There's all twangs, right? Like, twang. Where, where, where's your take on? Because Jersey Italians, we do <laughs> they things. They do have a twang. We got a twang. We're in Italian, I say Italian twang in, in uh, the, the right way in Italian. You know, we got a little Jerseyism. No, that's not Italian either. Jerseyissimo. Jerseyissimo. There we go. An ease? An ease. An ease. But I went to speech therapy when I was 17 and the American Academy of Dramatic Arts. And I remember everybody was like, you got an accent, you got an Italian accent. And then the teacher said, no, he doesn't have an Italian accent. He has an ease from the state of New Jersey, mm. actually northern Jersey, because it changes as you go down south. An Italian ease or accent sounds like his mom mm. talk like it is. Yes. There was always that thing at the end that were, ah, yeah, ah, oh, ah. Come here, Mike. Which, I have a cup of coffee. Yeah, uh, yeah huh? right. A cup of coffee. Which I don't sound like. Never sounded like that at all. So when people were saying you got that Italian accent, I'm like, no, nah, it's really an ease from New Jersey. What was the you the word you used the most with your buddies like to get at your buddies growing up in Jersey? Like back in the day, like what's the one like kind of Italian? I'm trying to think. Like, did you say stunad or stones? Because oh, yeah. stunad's not an Italian word, but it's like a I think it's, it's a Jersey not. thing. Is it? It's not a technical Italian term, I don't think. Stunad. I don't think it is. I know a guy whose uh, his handle on Instagram is Stunad. Stunad. I yeah. mean, maybe it is. It's Struts. a slang. Struts. They what said, did you say to your buddies? They said Struts. Struts. Stunad. Uh, Tell me if I'm wrong, by the way, There was another word. That. There was another word. Wait a minute. It's going to come to me. Cots. 
No. Strong. It was it was a word for like your a gavon. A gavon. A gavon. That's a good one. I, I like that one. Gavon. Yes, gavon. I like that one now though. You can call me a gavon. I like that. Yeah. It's endearing that one. You're a real gavon. You're a real Thank gavon. you. It's not a, it's not a good thing. It's, you're an asshole. You're a real piece you of No, you're an asshole. You know that? Yeah. You piece well, of shit. That's what Strones is. Strones is asshole in Italian. Stronzo. That's what the We didn't say Strones. I think that's more struts. Brooklyn. Oh, maybe. I did hear Struts, but no. What I love about our Gavon people. was the biggest. Gavon's a good. Gavon's got Gavon's. You got your balls on the line. Gavon! You're a Gavon. Gavon! They can make it even worse if you put fucking in front of you, fucking Gavon. Oh, man, I wouldn't mess with that guy. I'll cut your fucking stomach. <laughs> he really sounds mom. like he would. Yeah, mom. <laughs> what are you doing? Come on, go shave. That's what I love about you. You're, you got tough guy sounds, but I do think you won't stab me, which is nice. You have both things. No, I'll get somebody else to do it. Yeah, yeah exactly. You know the right guys. Um, yeah, there man. are so many people, of course, for many, many moons, the so-called people that came over on a boat mm. were New York, New Jersey, and all the outer boroughs. Once they saw the Statue of Liberty, you, they spread out in those areas hugely. Mm -hmm. Isn't it funny, though, how this small area in America, it's so many different traditions from Italians. Like, if you're in Jersey, we sound a certain way. Brooklyn... Like, they all kind of webbed out and did their own thing, in yeah. a way. Oh, it, yeah. Did you grow up with sauce or gravy? Gravy. I thought we could be friends, man. Gotta go. Gotta go. We'll this be is, right back after this commercial break. I'm going to add some sauce. Yes, you she's going to go get his sauce, ragu, in the jaw. I did a report nah. on this. <laughs> I did a report on this exact thing because I was so, I'm so stubborn about it. The sauce versus gravy. I did it for NBC. I did a whole thing. I talked to a bunch of Italians. It turns out it's, it's home to home. So you guys... Came over, they went to Jersey, they started calling it gravy in your home. But it was really home to home. You'd have a guy next to you calling it sauce. Oh, yeah. It just depends on the home and the parents. I guess, because here's my theory. If my mother is from Italy, her brothers, her sisters, they're all from Italy, true to form. Why were they calling it gravy? Now, I would say to my mother at the time when she was around, uh, Mom, why do you call it gravy? Because there's people in this neighborhood that say, we shouldn't be saying that. We should call it sauce. And my mother would go, well, there's marinara sauce. Mm -hmm. But she never said the word marinara. She said marina. Mm. A marina. A sauce. Mm. There's nothing in it. Mm. Gravy. I got a brajol. Yeah. I got the, the meatballs. I got the neck bone. I got the pepperoni. I got the... Everything is in it. So the meat sauce was... Gravy. gravy, but that's also it's thick. It's a ragu, right? Isn't that a ragu usually? That's a ragu sauce. I've had I have had so many different people on the show who have the argument, and I think it's great that we actually have it. As far as I'm concerned, call it what you want. Yeah. Just make sure I'm at the table. Yeah, yeah. Meat sauce is. I mean, whatever it is, I'll eat it if it's red. I don't like marinara. I think it's a little weak. It's watery. I want meat in there. You want meat? Yeah. yeah. Wherever I go, if I'm going to order. Um, macaroni, which I always said macaroni till I moved to California. Then I realized I'm supposed to say pasta. Oh yeah. And my mother said macaroni. Of course, yeah. Well, in, in America, it's just macaroni and cheese. In LA, it's macaroni. It's going to be with the cheese. But I think your mom said gravy because they were. What I've heard from my studies on this is it was they wanted to sound American. Gravy is is meat sauce, in American. It's not an Italian word. That's where it came from. They said let's be like Americans. Call it gravy. There was one girl on my podcast, and her name escapes me, but she called it sauce, and she knew all about the regions. She knew all about dialects, and she could have sworn she said sauce in Italian was suga. 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 And that's the way she explained it. Suga. So, Because here's another twist. My mom's oldest brother, my uncle, died in Italy at the age of 23 mm. from the flu which was curable, could have been curable like now, but it wasn't then. Uh, the wife never remarried, had two kids. They all live in Toronto, Canada. And for some reason or other, they do say sauce. However, go. they also speak Italian, and we don't. Mm. Because you go to Toronto, hang on to the tradition, speak Italian. You come to New Jersey, don't tell anybody where you're from. Yeah, well, back then they wanted to assimilate, right? They wanted to blend in yes. with everybody. Yeah, that's where your accent comes from. Your parents speaking Italian at the house, but yeah. not not as much because you don't speak Italian. I don't. Right? 
But your parents probably did to each other. They probably talked smack oh, on you they would, in Italian. That's the way they got away with saying stuff to the kids that we didn't understand. We didn't know what they were talking about. My mother would have a full-blown screening match on the phone in Italian. Hang up and go, your kid's hungry? Yeah, <laughs> that's the best. What happened? It's the best. I, I, that's the one thing about speaking as much as I do is I don't speak 100%, like 85, 90, but when you can talk shit, it's really fun. You, can, you know, you can say, like, look at this. Like, basically, look at this Gavon. But yeah. nobody knows. That's the joy of another language, I think. I think for some <laughs> reason or other, we grew up with just the slang words because that's what they said most. Mm. So when a Sunday dinner would come around, and you've got to understand, too, this is before you actually were realizing the difference in the United States and where your family's from. You didn't question it. So on a Sunday, the box of... Manicot, I can't even say it in Man English. Manigot. Manigot? We said manigots. Manigot. I never knew it was another word. Mm -hmm. I thought it was manigots. Well, we have, we're having a manigot. <laughs> but if you read the box, then you realize, wait a minute, Mom, that doesn't spell out manigot. I don't even think there's a G in there. Yeah, that's what's fun about all those. The, they cut off a lot, like N N Napolitan. Are you na from Naples, your family? Abruzzese. Abruzzese, similar, where they Boston. cut off the ending of all the words. Yeah. I love that. It's very, this is how they do it. Like all those words when they came over were just. Well, slang. my mother used to say that her friends would say we spoke the bastard Italian. Yeah, we're, yeah. we're the mountain guineas, yeah. the mountains of uh, Campobasso, the Bruzzese. That's why we all had blonde hair and blue eyes. But my mother and my grandma, my grandmother didn't speak English mm. at all. She kicked the kids. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> eat, manja, Campobasso. We never said. Uh, you know, all the slang words. I didn't know they were slang until I came to California. So you, just like when you would say gabagool, she said gabagool mm -hmm. from Italy. So what? I guess that was what it was. Yeah. Never said capricola. None of that. Do you, do you feel like a fraud if you order it that way in L.A. now? You go, can I have some capricola, please? No, I wouldn't. <laughs> I, I know where there's some unbelievable <laughs> Italian delis, and they're all from Italy. So when you go you in there and you, you ask, right. you're going to get it. Either that or just point because it's hanging from the yeah, ceiling. Yeah, that's the way to go. There's some really great places. So many people say, you know, in Los Angeles, there's no great Italian restaurants. There actually is. There is. You just got to know where you're going. First thing I did when I got here is I found a deli within the first week. I go to Monte Carlo in Burbank. Oh, sure. I get my meat and Down cheese. the block from you. It's right here. <clears throat> I found them right away. Smells like home. I got They got Sinatra going. They got a bunch of old men who aren't super friendly. It's just what I want. Just what I need. They're hateful. Don't smile what do you want? Pick yeah. the number. Yeah, and they're slow as hell, which is yeah. also funny. Isn't go, it? Yeah, they go, oh, we're going to cut the prosciutto. They're just like, you know. Yeah. That's when you're going to eat good, too, especially when you get enough food to take home. If you go to an Italian restaurant and you don't get enough food to take home, the food's going to suck. And it's a fake you Italian restaurant. It's fake. It's, you got to get a huge amount of food. You take it home. He's talking about this place, Monte Carlo's, and it has a restaurant attached to it, Pinocchio's. Yep. Because Pinocchio was Italian, right? Mm -hmm. Pinocchio went around going, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, excuse <laughs> me, excuse me. <laughs> if anybody's getting that joke. I think I'm on my way. I'm, I'm on my I'm way. <laughs> you know you're in a good Italian deli when there's sawdust on the floor. Mm. The guys behind the counter have an attitude. They don't make eye contact with you unless you say something that makes them go, oh, yeah. he's from the old neighborhood. Yeah, yeah. Then they'll look up. You take a number. And they don't even call the number. <laughs> yeah, they don't give a shit. <laughs> I got number 22. We're on 48, stupid. Yeah. <laughs> you <know>? Wait. <laughs> but we'll get he, to you. Here's one other thing that you'll know when you're good in a good Italian deli. You're going to see Stella Dora cookies. <laughs> of course. Of course. They got to have them. You know what I like, too? It's a move that I really respect at delis. It, not everyone does this, but I, I implore you to look out for this. Is If you get friendly with them, they got a little espresso machine in the back. It's not on the menu. I love when there's like the staff espresso machine. You go, let me get one cafe. Let me get a cafe. You go, yeah, you, we know you have a little, because it's like not what they serve. That's the best. You go in the back, have a little coffee with the guys. Is there anything better than that? There's another place like Monte Carlo's here in California, in Los Angeles. And I met this guy there from the city of Foggia, Foggia, Italy, if I'm saying it correctly. So they named their place Foggia Italian Market in Delhi, and it's in Lakewood, California. Oh, yeah, check it out. It's by. Uh, the Laugh Factory down in Long Beach, and sawdust is on the floor, the best. barrels, homemade wine in the back, and he has all the different uh, classics that you can mm. buy, and the wife and the kids are all from Foggia, right? It. 
which he says I'm saying incorrectly. It's not Foggy, it's Foggia. Foggia, Foggia. He was a fan of mine, this guy, and he came to the Laugh Factory in Long Beach. This is a bunch of years ago. I was not aware of his deli, and I was not aware of these people. He brought me a sandwich. He says, I'm a really big fan. I bought you a couple sandwiches. I was sitting in the comedian's booth in the back getting ready to go on stage, and at that time he gave me a chicken cutlet sandwich with um, not oil and vinegar, but what's the vinegar that's Italian? Oh, oh, balsamic. balsamic. A balsamic vinegar, yeah. and on top was the healthy lettuce. Oh, shit, what's it called? Kale. No. Romaine. Kale. Italian Kale's, healthy lettuce. Oh, oh, I was going to say, it's L.A., you never know. No, 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 no. California. He had the good stuff. Uh, radicchio. No. No. Oh, oh, it's, uh, it's uh, I put arugula. 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 You put that on. I put it on pizza sometimes. Okay, so the arugula was on the sandwich. I'm gonna make myself hungry. Well, now. I'm getting hungry. I don't know where the hell he got the bread, but the bread was just unbelievable. Like, where did he get this fucking bread? Nice Italian bread. Mm. It was you, you, and the sandwich looked like this. So I'm eating the sandwich. The shit's rolling down my arm. As it should. The 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 vinegar, the the oil, the olive oil. Now the guy don't know me. He just knows my act, mm -hmm. but he knows to bring this particular sandwich. I never said that this is my favorite sandwich. They just get it. They Look at get you. it. They know what they know what to serve you. Yeah. So I took it on stage. Oh, nice. I took the sandwich on stage, and in front of the audience, I go, "Listen to me. <laughs> get the fuck out of Subway, you idiots. <laughs> this is where you get a sandwich. It's the best. You want to go to this guy's place? It's all weird. <laughs> and everybody started going to this guy's place. Oh, that's awesome. Because when you really are enjoying something that just rings your bell, that tastes that good, you don't have to fake it. No. They knew I was it. having a blast with this thing. It's the best. So we've been friends ever since, and if we were going to tape this show at a different time, it would have been all over this table. Oh, yeah, I the was going to say. The, the cherry peppers, all the stuff that he makes, the... The olives, I love olives and artichoke hearts and. Uh, I mean, you're, well, I'm going to get sandwiches after this. No we matter what, we have to. We gotta eat. We gotta eat do? now. Gotta eat. What you know, I was gonna say is, I'm surprised you had good bread because the one thing California doesn't do well is the bread like home. I got a great story about uh, Sinatra's bread maker was in Hoboken, New Jersey. Right. And he just closed actually. It's just this has just happened. This this old oven has been in Hoboken for hundred years. Oh no shit. They just closed. It's so sad. I, I wish they could like stay open. But I got to interview this guy and go in there and he told me stories. And the, the best thing I heard was this guy used to ship fresh loaves to Palm Springs to the guys, to Dean. No shit. And, and Sammy and Frank. When Frank would literally oh. fly. This is how you know where we stand on bread coast to coast. Frank Sinatra would fly this guy's bread from Hoboken because he, he couldn't replicate that kind of taste he grew up with. So this guy would ship them, day, I guess, same day. I don't know what they flew it out. They would fly out to Palm Springs for their sandwiches and everything. Isn't that awesome? That, and I had that guy's bread, and, and I wish he was still cooking. I think he, I think he uh, retired, or he's pretty old now, obviously. So I would think Hoboken, the classic little town where uh, Frank Sinatra's from. It's cool to know that so many incredible talents come out of the state of New Jersey. I've been saying that for a long time. Can we start some controversy? Let's let's make people mad. I think there's more talented people that come out of Jersey than there was New York at this point in time. Yeah. There's. If we have to compete, if we're making a competition for the internet, we win. <clears throat> we have everyone. I think one of the reasons is people in New Jersey live really, really hard, and so do they in New York, of course. But living in New Jersey, pursuing your career in New York was a little easier because you lived in a better atmosphere Burbs, than yeah. living in the city. And then there's better things to write about, more fun things to come up to write about. So if I'm not going to be able to do this off the top of my head, maybe you can, but I just got hired today to do another show in Asbury Park. Asbury Park is known for Bruce Springsteen, John Bon Jovi, uh, Southside Johnny and the Asbury Jukes. I just opened for them a week ago nice. in New Jersey. Um, the E Street Band. And then you got actors like Ray Liotta. Uh, Pesci. Joe Pesci. Joe Pesci, right? Come on. The Four Seasons. Frankie Valley, that's it. Queen Latifah's Newark, New Jersey, also was... Was Danny DeVito from there, too? Danny DeVito's Danny DeVito. from Asbury. We he went everyone. to Asbury High. We got That everyone. I know. John Travolta. John Travolta. We got everyone. Come on. Uh, you, me. Come on, we got everyone. Sinatra. 
New York, you got De Niro. Okay. Yeah. You got we love De Niro, but you got you just got De Niro. Why can't I think of I would say one of the most famous singers? Whitney Houston. Whitney Houston, of course. Come on. We Whitney got Houston. everyone. North. I just I bring this up because I've seen some Italian programs out there starting to talk trash about Jersey and what Oh, we, really? Yeah, t Jersey about who we have or you know, the Italians in Jersey versus New York and I'm just here kind of oh, setting yes. it straight. We, I know what you're talking about. We got the people. We got the good people in Jersey, you know? And it's a great place. And we love New York, but we got the better we got the better list. Look at this. Just look we, it up. We would go into New York City. That's basically where you would pursue your career, but the entertainers with more power and, and bigger names did come out from New Jersey. Hoboken, Jersey City, Bayonne. North Bergen. Yeah, I want you can go even further in music too. With jazz, you know, the jazz boom back in the day. It was a New York sound, Harlem and stuff. But a lot of famous jazz artists at the time lived in Jersey and go to the city. So we don't even get the credit. Like think about how jazz changed music back in the day. It was developing in in towns like Patterson and you know um, Newark. There was jazz over there. There's the jazz scene that New York gets the credit as like the jazz mecca at that time. But Jersey had it, man. We maybe that's maybe that's what. Our our destiny is though is like we we don't fully get the credit New York you know New York gets the credit we don't get the full credit and maybe that makes us even cooler. Well, they do have the Jersey uh, Rock and Roll Hall of Fame. They have Jersey Hall of Fame. They even had New Jersey Comedy Hall of Fame, and I have actually in that one. There you go. Boom. I was going to ask you if you were number three. Nice. The first one was Lou Costello. Oh, of course. Abbott and Costello. That's right. Abbott Lou Costello, Costello. Patterson, New Jersey. Too. And then I think. Um, was it Jerry Lewis? Jerry Lewis from Jersey? That I don't know. And then okay. me. Oh, look at that. Good yeah. for you. Where is that? Asbury Park. Oh, okay. So when you're there, you got to yeah. go take a picture next to your, your name. I something. actually did my first big comedy special in front of 1,700 people at the convention hall in Asbury Park during it was it, this condemnment. It was condemned. Mm -hmm. And today, before you came over here, the convention hall just called me and said, hey, we see you doing a show on... December 1st with another uh, singer who's doing unbelievable shit out of New Jersey, Testa. Um, what the hell is his first name? Eddie Testa. Eddie Testa and I are doing a show on December 1st at the American Hotel in Freehold, sold out in three days. Nice. That's a good feeling. Yes. That's amazing. And uh, I'm, I'm really good friends with Vinny Lopez, who's the original drummer from the E Street Band. And... It's nice to be friends with all these cats who are all from those areas, and when you talk to them about their uh, history, it's it's pretty pretty wild. It's something we share. It's why I, I met you the first time. It's like I know you. You know, we have that com common Jersey pride that I think you can't you can't cut with a knife, man. It's so so strong. I got a tattoo on my leg that says the great state of New Jersey. Really? <laughs> the hell? I don't know. It was my bucket list. I gotta I get done. I gotta get one. I gotta get a made in New Jersey you see tattoo it? or something. I've never had any two tattoos my whole life. I met this guy. He's a great tattoo artist. They call him Mr. Jones. I want to have him on the podcast. He's 35 years old now. And I told him, if I ever come to Boston, I'm going to do it. I'm going to get a tattoo. Let's create something cool. So I did it. Oh, he's taking his pants my, off, everybody. my little bucket list. No, I'm pulling the pants off. Oh, okay. Up. All right. Don't worry. Oh, that is awesome. Yeah. That's great. Isn't that cool? Wait, you got to show if I can't get the shot. Have you showed it on the show before? I don't think so. Look at this. That's, can I move <laughs> this? Look at that. Yeah. Oh, that is beautiful. Look at that. Wow. Come on, you fucking cameraman. That's really, that's here. That's really, wow, it hurts. there we go. That's really, there really go. sharp. Look at that. Beautiful. Clean. He's got a Jersey calf, everybody. It's got, it's got the parkway on it. Yeah, that's awesome. Route 35, 95, Belmar, Scotch Plains, Jersey City, wow. Asbury Park, all the places that we, uh, couple, that are famous. A couple gas station attendants doing their job. Now, hey. <laughs> New Jersey's still the only state where they pump the gas Isn't for that you. amazing? You, you get out of your car, you're going to get punched. Isn't that crazy? Mm -hmm. I know. You live here too long. You go back there, you go to pump your gas. Like, wait a second, I'm just going to hang excuse out. Excuse me, excuse me. Get back in your get car. Back in your car. Yeah, this is my job, all right, Bucko? And it's weird, too, because they close the gas stations at 10 o'clock at night because nobody wants to work after 10 o'clock. So if you need gas and you're in the state of New Jersey, you're screwed. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, or you have, or you have like, wake somebody up. She was, hey, I'm here. Come on. Hey, could somebody bring Hello? me a gallon AAA? I need, I need, yeah, give me your punch card. Get in there. When did you come out to Los Angeles? When did you say, you know what? Let me go pursue the dream. 
it was a it was a twofold decision with the family. It was the year two of the pandemic, and so it, we were actually living in Jersey. So I have a love hate with the decision because I love Jersey life and I love being there. But it was you know we were stuck in a house for a year with my daughter. Went through some stuff as a family, and I'm just we just decided let's go back to LA because we always I always came out for work, and my wife lived here ten years, so she wanted to come back. So for me, it was almost temporary. I was like, let's just go out there. And in my mind, I justified it where it's like, well, I never really gave comedy a real shot like I am now. So I was not doing stand-up as regularly, but I started in New York. So my mind was like, L.A., I always wanted to try it, you know, with stand-up specifically. And so that was part of the decision, too. I was like, bring the family here and put my head down and work on comedy. And I will say, I really, you know, starting in New York, I love the New York scene, but I am really... Falling in love with working at it in L.A. You know, I was just at a show this week. I chose tons of shows, meeting comics, writing, seeing the greats. Everybody who's great at this is here. You know, they pop in here. They work out here. So I just feel like as a student of this, I really love coming here. I also resent that there's thousands of us here. Like, yeah. it's like, you know, it's, it's so populated with people trying to do their thing that that's different. You know, you go to New York, you're like, I'm a comedian, I'm a host or whatever. Like, you got a you know, handful of people that might be around that. Here, everyone is, which is fine. It makes you work harder. But we came for family, and, and I also came for comedy. So I feel like it's been an interesting change. And then also as a host, as an interviewer, it's been fun to do that work out here. You know, I'm more, I'm closer, you know, I do movie, when I interview movie stars, like, they're all here. So it's like, not to name drop movie stars, no, but I, I get to see everybody here because they're here, you know? Johnny Carson brought the Tonight Show out here because of that. That's why. That's why that happened. I didn't even know that. Yeah, I started stand up here in Los Angeles. I grew up as an actor back east. It wasn't until I came to California that I started slinging jokes and trying to create a, a career that way. And now I'm very happy that I did, and I get to tour the world. And um, this is all I do, and I'm happy doing it. I'm happy having uh, my podcast and all the friends that I get to work with. But um, uh, what made you want to do stand up? I mean, I see you're hosting, and he has mega stars on his show. I just want to say George Clooney was on his show. I don't know if I'm going to get George Clooney to come to my studio, but you never know. I've had some pretty big names come over here. Oh, yeah. And, you know, this week I'm going to be working with Robert Dobby. Now, I don't know when this is going to air, but as far as I'm concerned, this is an A-lister. And when he calls me, he's like, Marino, come on, let's kick it over vibratos. To me, it's Sinatra called me. Hell yeah. Yeah, it's that <laughs> level. By the way, I'm coming. I'm coming to hang. Great. Did you invite? You invited me, right? Yes. He, he kind of acted like I, maybe I wasn't invited. I, I don't said, know I'm if coming. you can come. He said, ah, you can't hang with him. You're a different level. This is L.A. stereotype. No, you know, my opinion is putting people together all the time. Pass the salt to somebody else, and hopefully they'll pass it back yeah. when they're done eating. I don't know why it's that big of a deal. There's a lot of people don't like to do that. They mm. feel like they're in competition. I would like to say, hey, Dobby, this is Paul. Paul, you should it. have him on your show. He had George Clooney. And Dobby would be like, I'll do the show. Yeah. I love that you're like that. It's a great quality in a person. Is you're a good connector and you want to see everybody win. And I also think the scene here has been like that. When you meet good comedians. Oh, yeah. They're not competitive. Everybody just wants to get better. And there's enough room. You know, in stand-up, there's enough room for everybody. It's our voices. It's our stories, right? It's Nobody can take our that. It's us. It's our joke. So... I've learned to kind of embrace all that now, too. And then the night we're doing in New York, which will probably be after this, that's exactly what that show is. It's a variety show celebrating, you know, the family style that you are, that we are, Italians, jokes, singers, you know, style of voice, crooning. It's it's everything we love about being Italian and being performers, I think. So same track. But isn't it really cool that, okay, there's a show that's going to be happening, whether we... Uh air this after or before, who knows, it doesn't really matter. The thing is, we're going to be doing one of many shows. And Paul put together a variety show. So you're not just getting stand-up comedians, you're going to get some music, like you might have seen back in the day with the Rat Pack, a couple of comedians, a lot of singers, a band. But we have all these friends in common. Yeah. So when you hear each other's name of who's going to be on the show, it makes you go, oh, my God, I work with that person all the time. Yeah. Oh, my God, what a great idea. Oh, my God, I'm going to call. And it just makes you feel great. I mean, there's always going to be one person you want to punch in the head, but that's family, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. (laughs) I uh, said it. I, I, 
that's what's great about you too. I feel like I've mentioned your name to so many people, and it's always the same response. I love that guy; he's great. And and it's, <coughs> I appreciate you taking me under in this way, and me, you know, introducing me to people. We're doing some shows in Jersey together as well. Oh yes. So like, I really appreciate where I'm at with this, just kind of getting my bearings for you to to allow me to work with you. It's a dream, man, and to be on my show. You know, by the way, you know you're you're the big you're the big act in the show. I didn't even tell you. I thought Sal was. Well, I know, but you're you're gonna close it out. I mean, oh, I I'm closing. I think so. Really? It's hard to follow music. Well, it, I, I'll, I'll explain the run of show to you, but I think you're going to be the home run. Okay. okay. You know you are. Listen I'll to put this. you wherever you want. All right? I, mean, I just know he's going to be a big, big act. I want to go first. I got another place <laughs> yeah, I got to go. Yeah. I was late today, so you know what? I would deserve that if you change the timing. <laughs> I, I'm late. I'm late. I'm late. No, we're going we're gonna to put you where you should be, but it's going to be really fun. I'm excited. Here's what's going to happen to Paul. Like me, you're going to get to stand in front of the orchestra. Can't I don't know whether you sing or not. I don't sing. But I've gotten to stand in front of many bands as the opening act, which you're never really going to do if you're not a singer. So, Dina Martin, Robert Davi, Sal Valentinetti, uh, Louis Prima and The Witness, countless others. And you host the show... Or you walk out and you do a set. The band can't leave. They're sitting there. They play you on. The best. And Davi, one night, he, I think he had like a 32-piece band, orchestra, violins, and they're all out there. And they play you on. Ba, 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 na, ba, ba. And then you go out there and you got to crack jokes. So for a half hour, let's say you're doing your thing and you're hoping the band's laughing. Because they mm -hmm. got to sit there and watch. Mm -hmm. And if it's the third or fourth show, they're like, oh, here comes that joke again. <laughs> <laughs> so you have fun with the band. You carouse with them. You know, have the drummer do something silly. And it's a party. And then you bring out the headliner. And what you're doing is you're making the room so hot yeah. and ready that as soon as this singer comes out, all he has to do is just go right into it, which makes him look at your heart, look at the comedian or the host like, wow, a son of a bitch just slung my ass. Mm. Thank you. Mm. Which means now you're going to constantly get hired to do it. And then it's going to travel. They'll recommend you to other people. Mm. Oh, I heard you did this and I heard you did that. And then you make more money Yeah, and you get to go be part of that type of show. So this particular show that he put together, it's going to be at the Cutting Room, which is a jazz and blues club by right anyway. I've been there many, many times. It is cool as shit, man. Perfect. It's the New York old school, whacked out supper, jet, club. supper yeah, club. Supper club, The yeah. word supper club. You eat there, you watch the show. So, you know, a comedian will come out, do a couple of jokes, then a singer come out and sing a couple songs, then somebody else, and it's a variety. You yeah. get all of that in one shot. I'm really excited because the, the way you're describing the band intros is a dream I've always had as a performer. Even for the audience, when you have a big band wailing horns and they're just getting like the room, like they lift the room. Like when you walk into that, it's gonna be a good night. So that's why I think the device of the band is gonna be so special for the show because we all we also have bits we're doing with them, with Sal, musical bits with people, th surprises, it's guest singers. It's something I've always wanted to do. And to your point about our friends, I wanted to do this ten years ago. I wasn't a working comic. I wasn't. I was just like you know starting hosting. Now I have great friends to do this with me, so I'm grateful for the timing of this. You know, like it's been a dream, kind of a stepping stone dream, and I hope we do a ton more. I think we will. I think we're starting a little party. We're starting a party. Sal Valentinetti, ladies and gentlemen, was a uh, is uh, a big name in the singing world. Does a lot of Sinatra tunes. Does a lot of um, uh, Dean Martin and stuff like this. He's the best. But he was on the uh, America's Got Talent. Yeah, yeah. And he just wowed America. And I did some shows with him back in the day, and it was a lot of fun. And I remember one show we did, he was right in the middle of a song, coming out at the end of the song, and I walked out on stage with my T-shirts, and I'm like, dude, you got to sell my shirts. <laughs> <laughs> He's looking at me like, what the fuck just happened? I'm like, go with it, it's funny, go with it. it's funny. That's what so, the best is, yeah, the, the, in the moment stuff. The camaraderie. Yeah. It's not an ego thing, it's just fun. So I had Sal on my podcast a long time ago, I've had Vanessa Rachi, who now she's killing it. I just saw her at the uh, Columbus Day Parade nice. in New York. Yeah. 
And uh, who else is going to be on the great show? Great people. Um, Tara Canastracci is another right, great stand-up. She's stand another up. comedian. And she's, I, I just met her, and, and she, again, she knew everybody we know, you mm -hmm. know. Nikki Paris is a, buddy, a mutual friend of ours. All right, Nikki. Staten Island guy. He's a cute little son of a bitch. Yeah. I tell him all the time I have to have him in my series. Yeah, yeah, he's so funny. And, and he's been killing it, too. Grateful that he's doing a bunch of shows for the festival as well. Mario Bosco's going to pop out and do a few things and possibly wear a little costume. We'll see. You know, I'm going to surprise him with some hijinks. <laughs> and uh, I have some surprises in store that are very Italian skewing as well. <coughs> um, but I will just, it probably is already going to happen, but like there's a chance mozzarella balls are going to be flying through the, uh, the cutting room. Got to have some point. food. You're going to, you know, it's going to be, it's, it's kind of a, a mix of everything I've always wanted to do. So there's this like, I wanted to have this feel of in the moment characters. So like people will pop out in the crowd and, that element, I think, isn't really done anymore a lot. The variety kind of, what's happening? Oh, someone's in the crowd. Dude. Something's happening that, you know, something's going wrong. Or it's going to, like you said, it's just going to be fun. And that's actually what I'm most nervous about, if I'm being honest. Like, we know the stand-up. We know the music. It's these bit. I want to do some bits with the crowd, with people. And as a producer of it, I'm just making sure all that goes well, you know, like props and all that stuff. Anything but, goes. I think what I found in my career is the mistakes Exactly. With joy, kills. Yeah. Because the audience kind of wonders, is it a mistake or are they just that well rehearsed? Yeah. Well, that's my, I keep telling myself, no matter how those things go, if I just have fun with however, I mean, Johnny Carson was the master of that, you know, if a joke bombed, he would, he would, his recovery was funnier than what the joke would have been. So that's how I want to think about those bits, you know? I used to do sketch comedy on a Tonight Show. I was on that show for at least 10 years. And they would write the joke. You rehearse in the afternoon. Then when it went live at 4 o'clock or 5 o'clock, if the live bit in the audience, like I was always a plant, fell flat, it was up to us to pick it up. And you can almost pick up the joke, which is cracking a smile as if to say, yeah, we know that sucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, <laughs> and then everybody started cracking yeah, up. Like yeah. they know it didn't yeah. work. Yeah, well, look, it's humility, right? If we fall, if we're falling, if we're failing, and we can tell the audience we know we are, it's funny. We're like, yeah, we're, this is bombing, but you know what? We're going to still make it good for you and good for us. And that's the vibe I want for this night. And, and all shows I do, I want to I wanna be playing and having fun. And, and honestly, doing stand-up, you're so good at this on stage. I just started feeling like I'm playing up there more. I'm having fun. I'm not, oh, you got to have you know, fun. When you sweat your material, you're like, overthinking a tag you said wrong you, the audience sees it so lately i do feel like i'm playing more and that's what this is about the audience wants to see us playing and having fun all of us together on one bill i mean it's going to be a blast it's going to be crazy i'm so excited i can tell you one one show i was doing with a, a big band after like two or three nights i said to the piano player who's the arranger of the night like he manages the the songs in the band he's got the charts I really don't know the whole music thing, but I said, mm -hmm. um, I said, hey man, let's 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 change up the show. Um, let's have some fun. When you guys bring me on, why don't you have the drummer do some rim shots and mm -hmm. shit like that? And I don't work that way. I don't do setup joke. Mm -hmm. I don't even know how. I says, but maybe we can have some fun. See what happens. So he goes, all right, I'll tell him. But he didn't tell me. He told the drummer. So when I went out on stage and I was doing my thing, the drummer was doing these rim shots in all the wrong spots. Uh, so I'm looking over my shoulder. I'm like, good evening. Boom, bang, crash. What the fuck just happened? <laughs> Hang, boom, bang. So I look at the piano player and I'm like, dude, what the hell's with your boy? Yeah. And he goes, he don't speak English. Ah, that's great. That's great. And that was it. That's and we great. just, I made fun of the, the guitar player, the cymbal player, the conga drum. Oh. And everybody was like, man, how many hours do you guys rehearse? I'm like, I never even met him. Yeah, yeah. You're just up there doing your thing. Yeah. yeah. Even having fun. Him. Playing. Having fun. Exactly. Playing. I want the drummer to do some rim shots for us. I have a feeling it'll go wrong, too. So you're, you're, you're inspiring some of my jokes. I'm sure it'll go wrong. Tell him, let me play. Oh, yeah, you yeah. play. I'll play. Yeah, like yeah. That. Let me show you how to do this. I'm going to give him, I'm going to spike his drink and then take over. <laughs> ding, 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 ding. Give him a couple bucks. Right? Get out of here. Get out of here. Go see yourself something to eat. Guys have been on stage all night. Just go eat something. See, we think the same. Yeah. We know how to get what we want for people. Hey, go ahead. You want something to eat? Go ahead. Go ahead. You're Here's hungry. some cash. Come you on. Get out, here. get out of here. Come on. It's my, it's my thing now. No, I'm very excited, man. And I'm pumped to do the shows in our home state, too. I think being with the bad boy, New Jersey's bad boy is an honor as a comedian. I think All it's right. going to be really fun we in do. New Jersey. some shows. Because I met you here. So to be in New Jersey on stage with you is going to be actually really special that week as well. Pumped it, about it's, that. It's going to be a lot of fun. But you know what I really ultimately want to do? Uh, I want to do my web series again, Make America Italian Again. 
And um, since we're not in the pandemic anymore and all the guys could get back together and do this uh, race for the White House uh, thing, I think it would be funny if you played like um, like the illegitimate lawyer. <laughs> and we, we take everything that you say in stride. Right, right. But it's like the worst advice. <laughs> You know, wouldn't that be funny? Yeah, here's what you want to do. You want to go on the sidewalks and just speak your mind as loud as you want. Yeah. Don't try and – you stop being secretive. Just just be public with your voice. It's yeah. okay. No one's listening. Something like that. You know, you guys will be good. No one's – there's no there's no bug in the office. I swear. You're going to be fine. Just just talk it out. <laughs> like, what you want to do is you want to donate like $5,000 to this daycare. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah, yeah, go, go. yeah, no, no. It's, it's because – well, my kid goes. It's my cousin, but that's not related. It's it's gonna help. I know some. I know a juror who's, yeah, who's yeah. also kid goes there. Yeah, well, my wife works there. My wife works, she hasn't yeah. gotten paid. But we need. We need. Yeah, yeah. That's funny. I like that character. That's funny. You know. Here's what I need you to do. There's a pool service Mike, you company. Gotta yeah. You gotta yeah. trust me. You trust know? me. Trust me. Right. You're causing too much of a riff with the other families. Also, huh? I like I won like <laughs> one fluke case maybe in my history, my past. So like you guys were attracted to me, but it was like a fluke. Like I won it. Got, you know, a, got a guy weird, out of a speeding got, ticket. Exactly, some <laughs> weird thing or you know, like a Seinfeld episode. Like yeah, I also was gonna say if you want, if you cast Joe Montaigne in this, I could play a young Joe Montaigne because my wife thinks I look like him a little. Oh yeah. I have the stash now, but I could be Joe Montaigne from back in the day if you want. Like Did you ever have back. a chance to get uh, Roddy Mardmo on the? No, on we the talked. Show? We talked. I haven't got him on the show yet. But and I saw they postponed that show actually a little I think but um but Joe Montaigne I feel like I could resemble maybe kind of has like a little bit of an eye thing he kind of like talks like this a lot I feel like I feel like I could do it you know well you listen here man you know I'm he joking. might he might come to the show uh, that we're gonna do with Davi oh, da cool. Davi brings a lot of celebrities it's it's hilarious Except, I met John Voight there oh wow the, the lead singer of Kiss was his name Gene Simmons oh yeah he's and, a nice guy but just it's it's a lot of fun. But I think this is all going to work out. We're going to have a lot of fun, and everybody's going to love and laugh at the silliness, slapstick shit that we're going to be doing. So Tell excited. everybody about your podcast, because that is badass. Thank you, man. It's a slow burn, as you know, doing these. It's called The Pop-Up with Paul and Friends. And that's another thing about moving out here. I said, if I'm going to be in L.A., I'm going to build a studio, I'm going because I've been interviewing my whole career for other people. So like you, I finally get to have my... You know, my flagship show. And I'm very proud of the studio. We had you on. I've actually, today, I got to, similarly, I'm traveling. I got to bank some episodes. But as an interviewer by trade, it's so fun because now I think like a comedian. You know, all my whole career, if I'm with George Clooney, I obviously want to be funny, but I got to do the business. Tell me about the movie. What was this part? I, you know, I'd rather be like, where's the joke and where's the fun? And my interviews have felt more. Deeper and funnier, I think, because they're longer. So it's like a new phase for me as an interviewer. But I say that, I still can't get the idea of, you know, being an inquisitive kid out of my head. So when I talk to people, it's kind of very in the moment. You know, my, my, my interviews are just like, hey, this is what's happening. Can I follow that? And what am I interested in? You know, I'm, like I try to be very authentic. But I like the space. The space has been like very special so far, the studio. The uh, studio that he's talking about, I went to. And it's like the old school garage feel and like my life from my mother's basement there's a drum set there yeah, makes yeah. you want to play yeah there's knickknacks and bric-a-brac and all kinds of whacked out stuff and you're like man look at this shit it's just so fucking badass yeah. and i enjoyed being there when i went there i didn't want to leave it was, I was great. just like go get some pizzas let's just yeah, stay yeah. here put the tv on is the ball out. game on and then i looked at uh, a lot of your shows and i was so blown away because i mean it was george clooney and um julia roberts julia yeah, that roberts was, that was crazy and he's talking to them and i'm like wait a minute wait a minute i was just in his garage and yeah. now he's got george clooney yeah yeah how'd that happen well that's through my nbc work which which i'm very grateful to still have where they have the connection to studios so we promote it on tv and we get to interview some people but i've been really having fun with those lately too out here in la because since the pandemic since doing stand-up I, I'm not, I'm, maybe I'm less professional as an interviewer, but those moments have been really fun because I'm just sitting in whatever's there. It's almost like being on stage. Like if you got someone in the crowd, you're going to find the fun, right? You're going to, you were, that muscle's more in my head now. So those guys, they were hilarious. I couldn't even get them to shut up. They were just doing cool. bits the whole time. We were just doing bits. I don't even know what the TV show aired. Like what, like what you saw on my social media was the stuff I wanted to show. I'm not even sure what aired on TV because we just were hamming it up the whole time. So, very grateful for those opportunities so far uh, 
out here? I like doing the interviews. I like conducting the interview. Um, but what I do is uh, I have a format. My producer, Tatiana, put together the format of how a show should go from top to bottom. Mm -hmm. But if I know I have an entertainer coming on the show, I just say, hey, listen, this is what we got to cover. Other than that, let's just go bullshit yeah. about anything. I mean, if I had the food here this afternoon, we probably wouldn't have had half this conversation. Yeah, right, right. Would have been eating. <laughs> or if I have somebody who has like a message that they need to send out, I let them do that. So are we talking about a doctor, maybe sure. a lawyer or sure. some other uh, type of a thing? I had Bernie Perrant on the show, the hockey player. And all I had to do was say, so what got you into hockey? And he took it from there. Nice, nice. By the way, I want, I want you guys to know, because you just reminded me, when you were the funniest guest to show up at my studio house, because I have a house with a bunch of fellas who are all working professional music engineers, producers. There's studios all over this house. My garage is in the back with the podcast. And there's always a disconnect. If I'm in the garage working, you know, guests come. I'm like, try to time it where I'm at the front door. I wasn't when you got there, and you just walked in. I just look as a, I didn't. I don't tell my buddies who's coming, right? So you walk in a full jumpsuit, <laughs> looking like you're about to shake the place down. You're just like, I'm like Marino, and they're like, and my buddy's like, okay, <laughs> and he's like, you're like Paul, yeah. like you, you, one of you guys just pull me. But, up but, the show. but I literally got a text from my buddy who's something like, there's a very Italian guy in the kitchen who seems like you better get out of here, right? You might get your ass kicked. <laughs> You better get out to the kitchen. I don't know, but I just remember that was like the funniest entrance. And you're like, what's up, man? Let's go. But it was, uh, I appreciate you coming by. And I remember, you know, I remember that the, the presence of Mike Marino in the, in, the, in the podcast studio house. And that's how you are on stage, too. You know, you go on stage. You, I sometimes think you're going to beat up the mic. You know, I never know. A lot of the uh, stuff that we do on stage as performers is persona and the truth. You want people to follow you. And stay addicted to what you do. Stay true to who you are. Mm -hmm. yeah, I mean, I really come from this. It's not a put on. And I enjoy being me. This is all I got. And that's why I think I'm so lucky that I have the amount of fans that, they ha that I have. Because they're like, yeah, I want to I be like that. Mm -hmm. And that guy, he, he just lays it out. Mm. You know what's fun for me about this show? I know we keep talking about the New York show, but I have so much, you know, it's a local show, so many friends and family coming, and I'm very excited for them to see you. Like, I can't wait for, like, my dad to see your bit, like, you know, the president bit, or whatever, if you do it that night. But, like, I've already sent your clips around my fan, friends and family, so, like, it'll be fun for them to see. It's going to be a treat for them to see you live. I'm pumped about it. A treat. A treat. He's a real treat, folks. Look at that, hey? Well, listen, let's do this because we do got to get going. It's a really busy day here in Los Angeles, California. Paul, tell everybody where they can find you on social media, the internet, and totally watch your podcast, especially well, my episode. Yeah, your episode's awesome. <laughs> uh, it's my name, which if you remember the beginning of this episode, I'm going to spell it out phonetically, but it's at Paul Costabile. You spell it. No, I'm kidding. It's... C-O-S-T. You know, you know what's good about social media? You just put Paul Cost and I pop up. You'll see A-B-I-L-E after that. That's me everywhere. Um, I almost made it Costa because I was so insecure, but I'm keeping the name because my grandfather came over on a boat with nothing. So Paul Costable everywhere. And the, the pop-up show with Paul and Friends is, is everywhere podcasts are too. Let me spell it out. I yeah, wrote yeah. it down. Paul Costabile. <laughs> I say Costabile. Costabile's that... close. Costabile. Costabile. This is the Italian... I'll never forget, I was getting a hotel in Italy once, and I There's called There's no it. A at the end, it's an E. It's an E. I was in Italy, and I was getting a hotel, and I just spelled my last name. Because I was like, I'm going to see what happens. And they literally were like, oh, costabile. Okay. Yeah. Si, facciamo così, costabile. Does that sound nice? Makes you hungry, don't it? Yeah, la mangia, mangia la, la tuna. Pauli. My brother's name is Paul. Oh, Paul nice. Costabile. Yes. C-O-S-T-A-B-I-L-E. Paul Costabile. Costabile. Uh, one last thing. You say you uh, make your own pizza dough? I do. The dough or oh, the yeah. pizza? Everything from scratch. Everything. Except I don't make my own mozz yet. My own mozz, but I'm going to start. I wrote it down. You're the first person in 300 episodes to write out that. Really? Yeah. I didn't just do 300 yet. I'm, I'm going to celebrate prone. 300 in a couple I'm weeks. Just a good, I just know how to pour myself out for promotion. You know? And you got just a nice purple me. jacket. Purple jacket. I got a great story about it. Someone cursed me out in this jacket. I said, you purple jacket wearing motherfucker. I swear to God, I was doing a prank video in L.A. The guy cursed me out. I was like, you purple jacket piece of sh I was like, oh, my God. Is your purple jacket, Gavone? 
Gavon. Um, I make my own pizza dough because I live here. And it goes back to the bread statement I said earlier. You can't get bread out of here like back home to me. So I started making my own <clears> dough. <throat> There's some good pizza out here, don't get me wrong, but it's not. Here's how I know my dough's getting good. One night I put a bunch of balls together. I was done making pies. Put in my oven a little lower heat. Let it cook for a while. I cut into it. Took a bite. Tasted like a bagel. Tastes like a New Jersey bagel. And so I thought, I'm getting there. I'm getting that, you know, chasing the flavor of my youth out here. Did you catch your own slang, what you just did? What did I say? Pie. Oh, pies. A couple of pies. You just confused half my audience. What else is a pie? What are you talking about? Your audience knows pies, don't they? No, I get people, luckily, watch from different parts of the country. Pizza pie. You got people eating pies and gravy over here. Explain (laughs) it. Pizza, a slice of pizza. I hate the word personal pizza. It's not no, personal. It's just a pizza. Don't, don't, don't offend me. Yeah. I want a pie. It's a pizza pie. Yeah, pie, always. It's been a pie my That's whole life. very slang. Yeah, I think it's New Jersey, New York, right? They Is just it? say pies. I don't know. Because you come out to California, you want a pizza pie. They're going to say, what pie? Yeah. Cake? You want a cake? Yeah, 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 yeah. Pumpkin? No, we're out. We're out of pumpkin. Yeah, no, I make pies in my house. I make dough in the kitchen. And you I'm gonna start Gavon. inviting some of you Gavon friends. You gotta, I want to do a night with a bunch of us, like uh, comedian Italian people. It. You, I'll have you over, man. You'd love it. Let's Brick do oven. It. Brick yeah. oven. Listen, ladies and gentlemen, we got to get going. I want to thank everybody for watching the show. Whenever you're watching it, wherever you're watching it, and what time you're watching it, this is live from my mother's basement with yours truly, comedian Mike Marino. I want to thank my my guest today, Paul Costabile. Thank you for having me, man. Great to be here. And one more time, tell everybody where to follow you. That's it, at Paul Costabile everywhere. Uh, <laughs> and come see us do shows together. I'll be doing some shows with this guy. Great. And you come see us. us. Yeah, you'll see us. I want to thank my producer, Tatiana Blue Show, for always making sure we put a great podcast together. And she gets it out there to make everybody watch exclusively now on my YouTube channel, which is Mike Marino Live here on YouTube. Let's make America Italian again, ladies and gentlemen. You know my motto. You don't know nothing, you don't see nothing, and you don't say nothing. And how do I end every one of my episodes by saying the same thing with my guest? Don't take no shit from nobody. You ready? Don't Don't take take no shit shit from from nobody. nobody.